Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of Kathy the Panda. As promised, today we will be talking all about mental health and the status of mental health care in the Philippines. Now, here to join me, please welcome our special guest for today, our first ever guest, mental health advocate and registered psychometrician, Francis Jeremy Castillo. Welcome, Francis! Hi! Hi, thank you so much for joining me today. So, um, before we start, I just have a question um, for you. So, being a mental health advocate, what was your journey like? Like, what made you decide to want to be a mental health advocate? Because I remember mental health used to be a taboo, and now the awareness has been spread, and it's so great that a lot of people are more aware about um about this so what got you into um into psychology in general i started with being a mental health advocate mainly because i graduated bs psychology from the university of santo tomas and after that i'm currently taking up masters in uh, psychology as well that is why being a mental health advocate is really embedded in practically my studies. And now it is just an ad, uh, advocacy. Because here in our country, culturally, we're not really into the mental health thing. You might be asking why. As you have said earlier, you, you said that uh, it is a taboo subject here in our country. Right, right. Admittedly, yes. Up until now, it is still like that. The stigma, the labeling, the stigma of seeing a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and mm -hmm. the labeling of things like in Tagalog, we call this buang, siraulo, but to right. be honest, this is for us, this is uh, degrading in a sense that why label a person? And at the same, why label a person using the disorder he or she is suffering hmm. with? Right. Because, um, Francis, right? It's just like, for example, you have a cough or you have colds, or you have fever, or whatever other illness, you go to a doctor, right? So why is mental health any different when it shouldn't be, right? It shouldn't be, yes, that is true. Because as you have said, when you are sick, you go to a doctor. It also applies in mental health. Because that is that is still an illness. That is just still a disorder. It's still bugging you. Right. That's why seeing a doctor is not different from having dengue. If mm -hmm. you have dengue, you see a doctor. If you have cancer, you see a doctor. For us, right. in the like in the world, the world of psychology, cancer is like schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. It is manageable, okay. yes, because medicines are available. 
with the help of the psychiatrist, the psychologist. Okay, so Francis, quick question, because I think mental health is a very broad um, discipline. So when you say mental health, um, what exactly is it? Because on social media, you have a lot of people claiming they have depression. And what I'm worried about is other people, um, they don't actually see um, professionals. They just claim that they are depressed. I mean, we're not, of course, we're not saying that their feelings are invalid. Of course, they're valid. They feel very down. Um, but what exactly is mental health? Um, also, I see a lot of shows um, featuring mental health um, issues like bipolar disorder, um, personality disorders. So by definition, what exactly is mental health? Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. You know, mental health is an important, uh, important in every stage of our lives, from childhood to adolescence to ad through adulthood. Well, yeah. Over the course of our lives, we experience mental health problems. That's why when we see people feeling depressed, uh, we see people post in social media feeling depressed. It may be a sign of asking for help, but they just can't. Culturally, we can't. Right. Not really we can't, but we don't want to. Because of the right. Right. stigma and the labeling that comes with it. Um, I remember when I was um, in that situation, I didn't ask for help because you're right. I didn't want to officially find out, like to be formally diagnosed because I was afraid of the stigma. So I understand what you're trying to say. Um, and that, yes, it is a call for help if you have come to the point where you actually voice out um, how sad or how depressed you are on social media platforms where everyone can see. Um, and it just takes, I think it just takes one person to, to reach out in order to help that person get them to the right track to getting uh, the help that they need. And I think that's very important. Uh, to give you something relatable, uh, to give your listeners something relatable, uh, you, you have to take into consideration the many factors that contribute to mental health including biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry or sometimes brain injuries or things like that life experiences mm -hmm. such as trauma abuse that mm -hmm. we experience through our day-to-day -day or through long-term uh, effects in our lives like and family history of mental health problems so is mental health or mental health issues, are they hereditary if, if we're talking about uh, family history? Or is it um, the experience, more on the experience of, of the individual? 
within well, the with, family setting? With the family history of mental health, it's not all mental health problems could be traced down to a the family history. Sometimes it's purely your personal life experiences or sometimes biological factors. Right. Well, I'm speaking in, in with experience uh, during my clinical training. I barely get a patient that has a family history of mental health problems. But uh, most of the time, their their mental health problems are caused by life experiences their personal life experiences right and right. you might be asking biological factors brain chemistry when it comes to biological factors or the genes the brain chemistry the psychologist must also have in his team a psychiatrist why because later i will be defining you the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist most people doesn't know where to go and who to go to because they yes, don't actually, know the difference yeah exactly exactly this is one of when i was first uh well not diagnosed when i first started feeling that i was showing signs of depression I was like, who do I go to, a psychiatrist or a psychologist? And I could never, it always confused me what a psychiatrist did and what a psychologist did, if I needed both or if I just needed one or the other. Um, can you can you tell us, like, what is a psychiatrist, psychologist, or a psychometrician? Like, the differences, just so we can understand, like, what who do we run to? Who do we go to at first? Preferably, we would suggest that you go to a psychologist first. Okay. Because a, a psychologist is a person who specializes in the study of a mind and behavior or in, a, or in the treatment of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders. When it comes to a psychiatrist, this is a medical doctor who diagnoses and treats mental, emotional, and behavioral behavioral disorders the, if you can see that by definition where is the difference see that that is that is where the confusion comes in right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you see it by definition they practically do the same thing but here in our country a psychologist cannot administer or uh give you medications okay so only it the is, psychiatrist can prescribe yes that is where the mm. biological part comes in if there's a chemical imbalance in your brain therapy from a psychologist a clinical psychologist cannot do it alone this is right, where a psychiatrist right. comes in it is not against each other it's working with each other a psychologist must have a psychiatrist in his team and a psychiatrist must have a psychologist in his team okay 
So, cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT is a type of psychotherapy. Uh, this form of therapy modifies thought patterns in order to change moods and behaviors. It's based on the idea that negative actions or feelings are the result of current distorted beliefs or thoughts, not unconscious forces from the past. The psychometrician is actually uh, the one who is skilled in administration and interpretation of psychological tests. Usually, a psychologist can do this as well, but the psychometrician is the one helping a psychologist in the uh, administration and interpretation. Okay, and then from the interpretation given by a psychometrician, the psychologist with their um, assessment as well, will diagnose the patient. Yes. Oh, and with, okay, okay. with the diagnosis, that is where the, therapy, uh, the, the form of therapy would come in or the need for the psychiatrist to come in and things like that. Okay. Okay, question. Um, are these all standardized tests or um, are there any activities or hands-on or practical activities that you ask patients to do and you observe or how 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 does it work? Well, when, when it comes to uh, psychometrician, uh, everything we use is a standardized. Okay, so and these tests are standardized um, internationally, like globally, or is it from the Philippines? It is actually standardized mostly internationally. Okay. And there, there are okay. tests that we also use that is uh, Filipino-made. Oh, okay. How yes. about those who are unable to speak in English? Are they translated into Filipino? Do we have... Filipino copies or um, is there a translator when it's being administered to someone who can only speak the native language? There are tests that are adopted here in our country and translated and then standardized because we cannot use the standards that was used in the Western countries. Right, right. That is why we have to do further studies after being translated. We have to do further studies and then have the test standardized for our, like, for example, for the, for us Asians. Because the test was originally made uh, in Europe or in the States. So when we adopt it here in the Philippines, we have to do our own standards or we have to do our own uh, statistics no oh, okay so we have to localize it yes uh, that is the term localized okay okay that makes a lot of sense um i want to talk about the support that we are getting in in the philippines um i believe there's a law for mental health here in the Philippines, we have the Philippine Mental Health Act, or the Republic Act number 11036. 
Under its provisions, the Philippine Mental Health Act protects the rights of the patients. So, as you can see, it, this was just uh, published and signed into a law last 2018. Not very long ago. No? Yes, 2018. So, again, under its provisions, the Philippine Mental Health Act protects the rights of patients and as follows. A right to freedom from discrimination, which we all know that is one of the problems. Right to protection from torture. We have seen these things in... in magazine shows telling a story that they have to they had to put their children inside a cage oh because because they are suffering from a mental disorder that they have not been able to diagnose mainly because right. they do not have access to a psychiatrist or to a psychologist in, the, in our country, there are a little over 500 psychiatrists in practice. Only? With the data from the Department of Health, the ratio of mental health workers per population in the Philippines is low. It's very, very low. At 2 to 3 per 100,000 population. My gosh, that's really not enough at all. It, it is really not enough. Compared to our neighboring countries, they have at least like uh, 4.9 uh, 4, 4 mental health workers per 100,000 population in Malaysia. Not even a lot still. Yes, not even a lot. In our country, we only have 2 to 3 mental health workers per 100,000 population. But uh, the WHO recommended a global target of 10 psychiatrists. 10 psychiatrists per 100,000 population. Mm -hmm. That's so supposed to be 1 is to 10,000. Right, right. But the majority of psychiatrists work in for-profit services. We don't have those kind of psychiatrists that you can just consult pro bono. Average cost of consulting to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, it ranges around 1,500 to like 4,500. Yeah, it's actually very expensive, to be honest. Yes, I think that's also one of the reasons uh, mental health care is not accessible to many um, yes. because of how much it costs. If you came from a, a family that only earns like 300 pesos a day and having a mental disorder or mental illness and you're going to see a psychiatrist, how are you going to pay for it? That is one exactly. of the problems the, that we are facing here in our country. When it comes to the Mental Health Act, again, it, it uh, 
right to protection from torture, cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment, right to aftercare and rehabilitation, right to be adequately informed about psychosocial and clinical assessments, right to participate in the treatment plan to be implemented, and right to evidence-based or informed consent, right to confidentiality, and right to counsel among others. Well, when it comes to the mental health or anything that we do, mostly, we do the informed consent because legally, a psychologist and a psychiatrist is liable when it when the patient sues the practitioner. Right. Without paper tail, it will be a problem. And right to confidentiality. We don't expect us that when we have a patient, we just tell everybody, you know, I have this patient. Her name is... See? You don't do that. We don't do that. Right. 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 Being a mental health practitioner, it is like... Uh, Hearing confession. If the priest cannot right. tell everybody or anybody uh, about the things that the person told him, it applies to us as well. Mm -hmm. In a sense that when a, when a patient, right. when a client seeks help and uh, tells us things, we cannot just divulge the information to anybody we can only divulge the information uh, if we re actually receive a court order or things like that okay okay so if it's legally required only if it's legally required yes we have to divulge the information and if we see that uh, the patient would cause harm to himself or herself or to others. Mm -hmm. We have to do something about it. Well, mainly for one, for legal reasons and for moral reasons as well. Right. The Philippine Mental Health Act also incorporates rights to rights for the concerned individuals, uh, incorporating patient relatives and mental health professionals in this in this context, a mental health professional refers to a med medical doctor, psychologist, nurse, social worker, or any other appropriately trained and qualified person with the specific skills relevant to the provision of mental health services. Well, the act highlights the need to provide psychosocial support to family members of the patient if required. Mm -hmm. And with informed patient consent to include them in the planning of treatment for the patient. This is this comes with the right. when the patient uh, is aware and knowledgeable about what is happening to them, then and we can have the family join the patient. It would be beneficial for, for not only for the patient, but also for the family. 
So, Francis, I just want to share an experience of mine in regards to um, right to freedom from discrimination. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so, before, uh, when I was diagnosed the first time, I transferred jobs. And in the job application forms, in a lot of job application forms, there is a question asking if um, if you have um, a disability, whether physical or mental. And I was intimidated because I was afraid, I'll be honest, uh, some of the application forms I put in that I do not have a mental disability or any disability for that matter. Um, because I was intimidated, I felt like if I had been honest, that I would not get the job. Um, but in some cases, I was honest um, because I believe that people with mental health issues are no longer discriminated against. Um, so, yeah, the first time you mentioned freedom from discrimination, that's what, what um, came to mind. So, um, Francis, I don't know a lot of mental health issues or illnesses, but I know that there are a lot. Um, I know there's bipolar disorder. I've, um, I have a family member who is suffering from that. Um, I know depression. I know MDD. I know schizophrenia. So what are the top five most common mental health issues today? Based on the Global Epidemiology on Kaplan and Sadok Synopsis for Psychiatry 2015 and Kaufman's Clinical Neurology for Psychiatry 7th edition 2013, schizophrenia, bipolar, major depressive disorder, dementia, and epilepsy. You mentioned MDD. Um, for those of you who don't know, MDD is major depressive disorder, which is what I was diagnosed with. Um, it's one of the top five, and it's not easy to manage it, but we have mental health first aid, right, Francis? Yes. All right, so it's been a really interesting and informative session today, but we will leave it at that for now. So that's it for today. Sending love, life, and hope your way. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.